0: To Disky Vibes, we are listening to the second episode. I'm your humble and highly favoured host, Sichaba and I'm joined by my co-host, Liolo. How are you doing, bro? Oh, I'm doing really
1: well, and I'm really excited that uh, today we're actually recording live from a footballing indoor arena. So we're actually out uh, in Hatfield, and um, we're currently recording, and uh, there's a plethora of matches uh, being contested around us. How are you doing, bro?
0: I'm great, I'm great. I'm just enjoying the the view, you know. Yeah. The match is going on and and yeah, I'm, I'm excited for, for, for this episode.
1: Yeah, definitely. So without wasting any time, let's get right into it. This episode is titled Around the World in 90 Minutes. And the conversation is, of course, around all the footballing leagues that we've seen... Um, uh, start again and uh, we've seen matches being contested in various leagues however the first league that we're going to go into uh, is League Uh. how do you feel about um, the start of League Uh and what do you make of the games that have been contested
0: I think, I think PSG has had a slow start um, and I think the only reason that is is because they didn't have much of a pre-season yeah. have, seeing that they went uh, late into the Champions League uh, Competition they went actually went to the finals, but they lost yeah, and uh, I think teams like uh ren and and and, and 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 leon who didn't have who had sorry a preseason. yeah um, you can see why they they are at the top of the log yeah right now
1: yeah so and that is actually very important because when going into a new season you would like to um, be able to train with your teammates you'd like to be able to get to understand possibly new tactics that maybe the coach is trying to instill and uh, it really is important that uh, teams actually do have a preseason. season and actually don't like it when uh, the situation ends up being this way because it's nice to see teams contest on equal footing. Yeah. However, with that being said, we've also seen um, a young, exciting team like Ren get off to a very good start, which I've really enjoyed. And um, with that being said, are there any players that have caught your attention? And uh, if so, which are those players that we should be focusing on?
0: Um, I think I think Kamavanga Kamavinga for, for, yeah. for Ren. So. He's a young uh, French uh, international yeah. who's who plays in the CDM position for for Rennes. Yeah. I think there's been interest from all the big clubs in in Europe. Yeah. Uh, United have shown interest, Real Madrid have shown interest. Yeah. And I think there's fuel to the fire, I think. Yeah. As the saying goes. Yeah. I think he's a very good player. Yeah. He's a he's a he's an He's a dominant player, I could say. Yeah. His physical abilities. Yeah. And as well, he can he can play. The boy can play.
1: Yeah. Which is very important. And I mean, he's only 17 years old. Yeah. And that's just scary to see how much he's progressed. And I think and it's
0: his second season. Sorry to cut you off. I he, think it's his second season in League E right now.
1: Yeah, which 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 only bodes well for him yeah. and bodes well for Ren as well and those young players around him, which will be inspired by his start to life in the big league. And um, a player that I'm particularly interested in is uh, Memphis Depay. You know, he's had uh, a very good start, four goals in four games. I think that's uh, uh, an electric start, the best possible start that you could have to a season. And the reason why I want us to highlight him is because there's been so much talk of him going to Barcelona and um, going to join up... um, uh, the Catalan side. How do you feel about that and what do you feel are um, the things that Lyon should do going forward to in order that they're able to
0: continue to keep performing even if they go on to lose Memphis Depay? Um, I think for Lyon, their business model is to, to sell their best players and, and generate future stars. Yeah. Like we've seen with Lacazette who left Lyon. Yeah. I think there are a lot of examples Benzema The Zima list well. goes on The list goes on Yeah So yeah. I think They have um, A good academy I would say Yeah They can always produce The next star So I don't think They'll be too uh, Bothered that, To see Depay Go to, to To Barcelona Yeah And I think What I think is important For them this season though Is to keep uh, Asim Awa in, in the team Yeah For me he's, he's, he's the best player He's the most influential player In the dressing room yeah. He is what Lyon is all about. He knows where Lyon has come from. He's Ye- from the city. Yeah. And he knows what the team is all about. So, yeah, I yeah. think that's going to be important for Lyon this year to Ye- keep Hasim out.
1: Yeah, it, it's going to be very important with him, oh, for for Leon, especially because there's so much talk about him signing with Arsenal. And uh, I think it's uh, uh, there's a very good chance that we might end up seeing him in... Um, in the Premier League yeah in the Premier League definitely because that's where we want to see all the best talent we want to see them in the Premier League we want to see them competing with the best of the best and um, it's going to be interesting to see how the league plays out yes of course the favourites are PSG we do know that they'll go on to probably walk the league by at least 10 to 15 points at the end of the season but it would be very nice to see Ren actually competing in the UEFA Champions League and uh Only one can wait and see where do they end up this season.
0: Yeah, let's move on to to the second uh, league that we'll be taking a deep dive look at. So this week, um, the Bundesliga got back and it started uh, with uh, Bayern versus Schalke. How did you see that game?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, so the thing is about the Bayern game is that it, it... was coinciding with uh, Thiago leaving for for Liverpool. So when Liverpool announced Thiago, that was great. And then the response that Bayern had to that was that 8-0 victory. So from from last season, towards the end of last season, we could see that Bayern Munich are this uh, steaming train that nobody can get a hold of and that nobody can actually stop. So essentially I wasn't too surprised I thought that they would beat Schalke by at least three or four goals. Yeah. Eight is a stretch. Yeah. However, it's good to see that uh, Nabri and uh, Sane performed really well. Nabri was my man of the match. However, it was great to see Sane hit the ground running, literally and yeah. you know, figuratively, <laughs> yeah. because uh, I really enjoyed his goal. And what I really enjoyed about his goal was um, how much he's teammates trust him and how much they dependent and reliant on that, on that speed because if you check the goal it actually starts from so deep um, uh, Kimmich gets onto the ball and he starts shouting Leroy Leroy make the run and he makes the run from yeah. deep and a beautiful ball is played which uh, intersects intersects the defence and uh, he goes on to finish with the plump and uh, I'm very excited for Sané and what's to come this season
0: yeah I think I think like you said uh, Serge Gnabry had a, had a top game yeah. He scored a hat-trick For Bayern Munich yeah. And I think him and Sané Will, will form a, a formidable partnership For Bayern But yeah. what, impre- what was impressive for me In that game was Like we said earlier on That PSG didn't have much of a preseason. Yeah. But Bayern Munich <laughs> As well didn't have much of a preseason. But yeah. look how they came out they beat Schalke 8-0, who had a preseason and a half. I'm sure they've been chilling, <laughs> they've been chilling at home and, and exercising or yeah. training for the new season yeah. for more than a month or so. Yeah. But to see them beat them 8-0, and, and everybody in the team is chipping in with goals. Yeah, that's that's, the, that's... that's also impressive.
1: Yeah, that that's always impressive. You know, when there's team, when there's goals all over... Um, The team And there's teams Who can have multiple goal scorers It's always a beautiful sight to see Because it embodies the whole essence Of being a team And they're not heavily reliant On just one player or two players It shows me that Bayern Munich Are going to get goals From all over the field this season And um, ah, It goes without saying Bayern Munich ah, They're the favourites A player to watch out for in the league is uh, Leroy Sané uh, and Nabry It's going to be interesting to see how they form a partnership. And also, if Jadon Sancho does actually stay, I'd like to see if he replicates the, that form. You know, the 16 goals and 16 assists from last season. Do you think that he stays in the Bundesliga and he replicates those numbers? Or do you th- see a move for him to Man United and... Please don't be <laughs> biased because I know that you're a Man United supporter, and so I, so am I. However, I want you to be objective with this one.
0: Okay, with the Sancho situation, I I don't see it happening um, right now because it's it's <laughs> it's been a minute since yeah. we've heard anything coming from from the United and the Dortmund camp. Anything concrete, though? Yeah. I don't think there's anything concrete. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. And I think it might be good for him to stay. I think. Yeah. Because it doesn't look like United is gonna be that team this year, <laughs> <laughs> with the start that they had. So, yeah, yeah. But speaking about Dortmund, uh, Dortmund's first game in the Bundesliga, they played, they won three 0 against Borussia Dortmund. We saw uh, a a Holland yeah. double, Borussia Borussia Dortmund against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we saw a, a Holland double and a, an Arena one goal. What do you make of of Dortmund? Do you think they can actually challenge Bayern Munich this season? So I think. I think they've got very good players all
1: over the pitch And uh, very exciting players, very young players Players who have also adapted very well to what the coach wants And uh, I was very impressed with that 3-0 victory It's one of those 3-0 victories which are so So powerful that it sends out a statement As much as, yes, Bayern won 8-0 the other side And they've got all the the powers that be within the league However, when they look at that performance by Dortmund, they look, okay, yeah. that was a very good performance, you know, and uh, if we're not at our best, they could they could catch us out. So with that being said, I, I see a second-place finish again. for Dortmund again. You know, I I, I really can't see anybody dethroning that Bayern Munich side, especially up front. I really, really don't see anybody dethroning that Bayern Munich side. And uh, with um, the departure of Thiago, it offers a player like Goreska a chance to actually shine. And even though Thiago has been uh, a brilliant player for For Bayern Bayern, Munich, but when you look at a player like Goreska, I feel like there's things that he brings to Bayern Munich's game which would outweigh certain things that Thiago was not doing mm, from a physicality perspective yeah. and from him being at, uh, direct and uh, also being able to score goals you know he offers more goals than Thiago did so i think from midfield that adds on to them because them been... losing Thiago
0: sorry do you think them losing Tia- Thiago adds more
1: no, no, no. I'm saying Goreska's ability to join in attack from midfield, yeah. to score goals and also impose his physicality, it adds on certain things that uh, Thiago
0: game d- didn't have. Okay, Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So as much
1: as they've lost Thiago, yeah. however, there's a player who I don't believe will uh, fill his shoes, but a player who's going to create his own legacy and still be able to ensure that Bayern Munich are uh, very dominant through the midfield.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I think Bayern's future is looking bright. And while we're talking about futures, um, let's talk. Let's move on to transfer talk. Yeah. So recently we've seen uh, Delhi Ali's future has been uncertain. Whether yeah. or not he'll stay at Spurs or will he, will he move on to another team? Yeah. What do you think went wrong with Delhi Ali at Tottenham?
1: Uh you know, I believe that. Um, I believe that with Tottenham especially with the key players, I feel like their performances dipped and that had to do with uh, the morale of the team and how the team was progressing. Um, especially because if you look at how Tottenham did when they had Pochettino, I believe that they, they hit a ceiling after that um, UEFA Champions League final. Yeah. And uh, with that being said, it was very difficult for uh, a lot of them to actually kick on or do anything about um their careers with regards to progress and another thing is i feel that delhi ali should have been sold in the mm. summer of 2017 after that season after that great season he had with um, uh 18 goals and uh seven assists i feel like that was the season for him to move on he was linked to very two very big clubs yeah. at the time and uh, especially when Mourinho was at Man United For the longest time He was linked to Man United I believe that he should have been sold He should have been moved on Because uh, The dilemma that uh, Tottenham have had For the longest of time I feel that They could never be able to Sign players who were Better than what they had So they always signed players Who would be backups you know, okay. and that didn't really challenge the starting eleven players. They've never been able to sign a player that's better than Kane. They've never been able to sign a player, a player that's better than um, Delhi Ali they haven't been able to sign a player that's better than Son. Someone that will challenge the first team. Exactly. players. Yeah. The, the only thing that these guys do is that they become uh, very good second half substitution, yeah. s- substitutions. Yeah. And a testament to that is Lucas Moura's performance in the UEFA Champions League semi-final. Yeah. Yeah. He just comes off the bench and he does that. But they don't have guys who can start the game and actually dethrone the likes of Kane, Ali and Son. So the biggest thing is that uh, Delhi Ali got comfortable, in my opinion, and... Um, he lost the hunger that he had, and by virtue of that, I believe that at that time when his hunger was at optimum level, they should have moved him on. What do you think has been the stumbling block with Delhi Ali?
0: I think there are many uh, issues with Delhi Ali, if yeah. I would say. But I think he does have a lot to to give for Spurs. Though. Yeah, he's still very young. He's still yeah. 24 years of age. He can yeah. still. Uh, he hasn't yeah. reached his prime. Yeah. So I think he he can still. Um, Perform for for Spurs But I think Mourinho has a problem With with him I think Yeah I think he hasn't He doesn't show enough effort Yeah He doesn't He's not committed Right now And he hasn't been He hasn't been Performing at the levels That we are used to him Performing I mean this is a player That went to the 2018 World Cup and did very well for England. Yeah. And in his first few seasons at the young age of 21 or whatever age, yeah. he scored 18 goals and, and something. Seven, so, seven, assists. 7 assists. So, I think he can still improve yeah. under the right coach, yeah. under the right circumstances.
1: Yeah. And he was he was definitely looking uh, a lot like Frank Lampard. I likened the start of his career to Frank Lampard in the sense that he was uh, able to get multiple goals. And um, he was also able to chip in with, with, with assists. And I think another another issue with, um, with regards to his uh, trajectory at Tottenham is that his attitude, a lot of people question his attitude. Yeah. On the field of play, he comes across as a very arrogant guy. Yeah. And uh, he, seems that, he seems a bit overconfident to me at times, which is not bad for on the field, because you need that confidence and you need that arrogance. I just feel that that's a part of his... Um, Personality that also exudes off the pitch, and I think Mourinho's questioning an attitude issue, and it's actually been reported that he's interested in going to PSG. So in one way or another, his head has been turned, and and when your head has been turned, we know that your attitude, your energy levels aren't aren't the same towards uh, Tottenham. However, to add on to him being able to still be a very important player for Tottenham. I totally agree with that. I believe this is a player on his day can win um, player of the season. Yeah. On, his, on his day, I believe that he's right up there in the world. I believe that he's as good statistically. Yeah. And impact-wise, he's as good as your De Brains. I really believe that. you know, And um, his ability to actually go past players. His ability to be able to play in tandem with another striker and to be able to take up that second striker role is actually second to none. How many players in the modern day era can play as a second striker, you know? And I like how direct he is as well. So I do think he's a very important player. And if I was Mourinho, I'd be looking to hold on to him. And uh, speaking of Tottenham, what do you make of Bale? The prodigal son returning.
0: Yeah. I think it's a great signing for for Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, and I think it's a, it's even better for Real Madrid. to yeah. get one of the the um, highest paid players out of the club. Someone who do, who didn't want to be at the club. Yeah, it was evident that he 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 wasn't happy at, at Real Madrid. Yeah, I think it's good good business for them, and I think it's good business for Tottenham as well. To get he on his day is also one of the best in the world. Yeah, he single-handedly won the Champions League. I think for. For, 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 for real, for real madrid, madrid that year against yeah. real madrid De- against he, he scored Liverpool. important goals against yeah. li- against Liverpool. Yeah sorry. definitely he scored important goals for Liverpool for Real Madrid. I think he's his athleticism he's phenomenal is one of the best. Phenomenal. I think his finishing as well has improved, has over the improved years, huh? yeah since the last time he left Tottenham Hotspur I think he's a whole different player. This is they're getting one of the best players in the world. Yeah. Definitely and with that being said One would
1: play devil's advocate And sort of suggest But yeah But he hasn't really been Match fit and hasn't been playing However That's a concern for them It is a concern However In his defence His performances For the Welsh national team Whenever he's been called up Have been phenomenal You know And he's led the side with aplomb So what I like about this Gareth Bale is, Is a very mature Gareth Bale Is a Gareth Bale Who Knows where to be he knows what he needs to do to perform at optimum level you know he's got each and every single each and every single quality within his locker and um, he lacks nothing they're getting a complete player and uh One of the best players in world football.
0: Like you said earlier on, the Tottenham Nice players who can challenge the first team players. And I think Bale walks into the into the starting (laughs) eleven. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Imagine the front three of uh, Son Harry Kane and Gareth Bale. And how
1: much more would it be great if they could hold on to Delhi Ali?
0: But for me the interesting question this year will be how will Mourinho get the best? Out of all these players? So, I, I, I think that um, this makes for
1: a very interesting reading. And I think it actually plays very well into Mourinho's hands. I say this because Son, direct player. Yeah. Harry Kane is a direct player. He can be intricate if the game requires that. But he's a very direct player. Bale, direct player. And uh, we do know that Mourinho's teams thrive off the counter-attacking system. And they also thrive off... Uh, players being able to perform irrespective of them not having the ball and I think this plays very well into uh, Mourinho's hands because these are all players who have now become accustomed and gotten used to the fact that they're not always going to have the ball but when they do get the ball they're able to make the most of it.
0: Yeah and I think, I think on the other hand it's going to be hard for them against teams that, that set up deep. Yeah. Because they're very reliant Like you said On the on the counter attack I don't think All the teams are going to play l- Like how Southampton played With the high line On the weekend Yeah, yeah So I think be. I think He's going to have to try and, 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 and find another way Of breaking teams down Even yeah. though I do believe That Gareth Bale is a, is a Good enough Pass of the ball Yeah I mean you have to be A good pass of the ball To play for Real Madrid To play in Spain To just play in Spain Yeah, yeah. exactly So I think He can find that 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 partnership with the other with the other front men to, to form a f- formidable front three. So yeah, Tottenham this year, I think they'll have a good season. Maybe top six, I think they're going back to Europe this year.
1: Yeah, I definitely do um, agree with that. And I think my biggest concern when I was looking at Tottenham, I felt they needed a number 10. They had been linked to Dybala, they had been linked to Coutinho, and I really hoped that they would get one of those players. Because you need a, an intricate player who's able to play... Uh, in, in the hole, uh, a player who's able to break down play centrally. Because out wide, they're very strong. They've got Son, they've got Bale, they've got Bergvine, they've got Lucas Mora, but who do they have down the middle? And that's why I felt it was important that uh, uh, that they are able to get the best out of Dele Ali at this point. Because I believe he is that answer. A player who can break down play centrally. And a player who's able to get the ball turned and play direct from central positions. So, it's going to be very interesting to see how they play. Because when you look at Dombele and you look at Hoiberg and um, uh, Harry Winks, in one way or another, they very similar players in that they operate from deep. It's just that they've got different respect and different qualities. Yeah. Hoyberg is a lot more defensive, you know. But he's not a guy who's going to pick those 30-yard passes from deep. He's not that kind of player. Dombele also likes to sort of pick it up from deep and progress with play and head up the field. He can pick uh, those intricate passes. However, I just haven't seen that enough from him. And I just don't think that he would be able to do it in a game Against a Man City or a Liverpool or Chelsea where it really counts So interestingly enough, that is actually an area of concern that you've brought up And I hope that Mourinho is looking at it We do know that he actually changed his technical team And managed to get uh, guys who are uh, part of the coaching staff at Lille So hopefully he is changing his style up a bit And he's going to play football which is a lot more attractive And uh, football which is actually able to break
0: down teams in a very intricate way yeah let's move on to the champions of england so uh this week we saw liverpool uh sign jota and Thiago. what do you make of these two signings for for liverpool
1: i think it's great because for the longest time ever we've spoken about depth with regards to liverpool we've spoken about how they have um As much as, yes, they've won and they've done well, they've scored the goals, but centrally, we felt that they've struggled from uh, a perspective of creativity and ingenuity. We felt that centrally, they had uh, workhorses in midfield. Players who were very strong, were very dominant, however, lacked the intricate, intelligent uh, ball that would break down a team. So signing a player like Thiago, for me, in my time of watching the English Premier League this is the second best signing I've seen the first being Cristiano Ronaldo Mm. this Thiago coming to England for me at the height of his powers at the best that we've ever seen him how he ran the show I believe that centrally he did everything for Bayern Munich, yeah. you know, and at a point I felt like Bayern Munich didn't even need to play with multiple midfielders I felt they were fine with just Thiago and they <laughs> could just run right, honestly yeah. speaking, you know, because that's how dominant this guy is And that came to fruition on the weekend. In 45 minutes, he broke the, he broke the record for the, most, for the most passes And that was 75 passes in 45 minutes
0: Yo, impressive. I think... Like you said, Thiago is a great signing for for, for, for Liverpool. Yeah. Like you said, I think they, they needed players who could who could pick a pass and break the defensive lines Yeah. like Thiago can and I'm sure will be doing this season yeah. for Liverpool. But I think another impressive signing for me is the Jota deal. I yeah. think he will be challenging um, Salah and Mane yeah. as well. And I think that's important. I think that will bring the best out of the two, and that's scary. they're already at their best, i think yeah, so them coming to liverpool is a is a is a great signing for them. I think they'll play in cups like the f a cup, yeah, like we saw last year, Liverpool didn't uh field a good enough team in the f a cup they they fielded young the young boys yeah. to come and play, so I think this year. They can compete in all the competitions, yeah. in the Champions League, in the Premier League, in yeah. the FA Cup and in the in the energy drink cup. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Carabao Cup. The Carabao. Yeah. Hey, you don't like the Carabao <laughs> now? Ah, uh, that trophy for me-ish. Yeah,
1: it's not the one. Yeah, it's not the one. Speaking speaking of trophies, I've always wanted to ask you this, you know? And it's something we can actually go in, into, into depth about. But what do you make of... Those those trophies, you know, trophies like uh, the FA Cup, trophies like uh, the Carabao Cup. Do you feel that are those are trophies that actually have weight within the English game? Since we're speaking about English
0: football at this point. Look, man, I think those trophies add weight. If you've if, if you've won the Premier League or one of the the major yeah. the major the major ones, like yeah. the Champions League, the yeah. Premier League. But if you're just winning that alone, I, I don't think that's enough for a big team. Yeah, for a mid-table team, sure, that's a that's, that's a successful. That's great. That's yeah. a beautiful season. Yeah, for, yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to 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 um Chelsea now. Yeah. So Chelsea signed uh Mendy, recently from 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 Ren, I think a, a club that, um Peter Cech came from actually. Yeah. And uh, what do you make of this signing? Do you think? He'll improve the goalkeeping department. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I like to, to say we all know the answer to that. Yeah, <laughs> you
1: know, I mean, does it get? Does, can it get any worse at this point? <laughs> uh, I, I I personally love the narrative of uh, Mendy. So the backstory to him is that uh, he wasn't playing professional football up until the age of 25, and uh, he was working previously and uh, played in the lower divisions at the age of 23 so uh, it's definitely interesting to see that they've been able to get uh, a goalkeeper i feel that they've needed a goalkeeper for the longest of time and uh, we all know that Kepa just does not cut it yeah
0: yeah i think i think it's important for chelsea to get to get a goalkeeper yeah if they want to challenge for the for the premier league yeah. they can't do it with Kepa in the go- in goal no, no way. That's, that's not yeah. happening
1: it's 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 never happening it's yeah. never happening and i also like that um, you know, they often say that uh, history, history repeats itself. Yeah. And with that being said, their best goalkeeper came from Rennes. Yeah. So hopefully their second best goalkeeper
0: it will come from Rennes.
1: And yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, it's going to be interesting. I feel like that's where they needed to improve for me. And I feel like Chelsea have had uh, the best transfer window. And hopefully they go on to actually compete in the league. Um, we do know that uh, they had a very good start against Brighton. They've lost against Liverpool. Uh, the, the Obviously, the contenders and the champions. We do understand that was a very difficult game. So, hopefully, they'll be able to kick on. And, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he slots in with uh, also a new centre-back uh, pairing. Yeah. Because
0: Thiago Silva will start to play uh, regularly and consistently. But I think this this signing um, yeah. puts a, a bit of pressure and the signings that they've made before on, on Chelsea. Yeah. Them spending 200 and plus million... Yeah. I think they have to actually challenge this year. They don't have a choice. Yeah, no. If they, they don't, don't have a choice. it'll be it'll be a, a failure this year. Yeah. And there'll be pressure on Frank Lampard to see if if he's the real deal for Chelsea. Yeah, definitely.
1: And I, I, you know what I like about Frank Lampard? I like his mentality, right? Yeah. Because he actually spoke earlier on uh, in the week, and he's like, uh, "I didn't come here. I didn't and." He said, he went on to say that I didn't come here to develop players yeah. I didn't come here to promote players I came here to win titles yeah. So, a lot of guys were obviously feeling like uh, Were obviously feeling like What? This guy is now signing all these players What about all these develop development players That he was promoting And we have to bring it to people's attention That it was because of the, the, the transfer ban the, the transfer ban, ban yeah. yeah And because they had this transfer ban he had to do He had to do what he could Possibly do with players that uh, um, Are at his disposal And those players who were at his disposal Were the development players But with that being said Chelsea have to go for it They have to at least end up with the energy drink cup At least At least the energy (laughs) At least if they can get that trophy At least that you know, At least that A top three finish A top three finish in the league The energy drink cup And at least get to the quarterfinals of the UEFA champions league. Yeah. At
0: least that. With yeah. the money that they've spent. Yeah, I think I think there's no more excuses for Lampard this year. No, 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 no. no. Last year's excuse was that he didn't have the tools yeah. to compete with the top four. But this no. season they've opened the checkbook and they have all the players. I think it's gonna be interesting to see what how have um Matures and, <laughs> and and how he plays for for Chelsea because the start that he's had yeah yo hi I uh, know hasn't been ah, it's not hasn't out. been great what about that pass that he played there <laughs> against Brighton <laughs> and the tweets the trees tw- the tourist threes are saying that he's the German Lingard he's huh? the German Lingard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no
1: no 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 it it, it yeah it hasn't been and. Uh, the ideal
0: start for him No, know. it
1: hasn't been And the streets are also saying That he's on fraud watch Because yeah. they feel like Hey, uh, this guy
0: No, 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 no They feel like this guy uh, uh. But I think let's give him time It's, it's a yeah. bit too early To, to, to determine if he's, a, if he's a good player or not But the price tag <coughs> Fernandes <laughs> Now nah, I'm
1: kidding I'm kidding, I'm kidding Yeah, the price tag yeah. You know, I think The issue with these price tags You know, it would be nice If they would be undisclosed yeah right i yeah. say that because it just publicly just puts that pressure on, you. on the player i mean this guy has been signed for what 75 million on. Yeah. if i'm not mistaken he's on 300k a
0: week and this i think puts, I, I think it, it actually um the add-ons yeah go up until 90 million Jesus. Yeah. you know
1: and the problem with this this puts so much pressure on the player on a player who's still developing yeah do you understand? Yeah. He's a developing player, but now he's got the pressure of De Bruyne.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, hey, I, yeah, it's tough. I,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely is tough. Definitely is tough. And uh, moving on to the fast start to football around the world, how do you feel about all the goals that have been scored all over the world. I mean, we saw 44 goals in the English Premier League. Um, we've seen over 20 in um, the Bundesliga and in uh, in Liga as well. How do you feel about um, how do you feel about games which get contested and we're able to see multiple goals being scored?
0: Um, like I said earlier on, well, in in one of our other podcast episodes, yeah. I said that defenses need time to. <laughs> To, to to come together to yeah. be at their best. Yeah. It's not like a tags. Yeah. Attacks is I feel like it's individual brilliance at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. And with defending you defend as a unit. You yeah. defend with the strikers, with the midfielders and the defenders. Yeah. So I think that takes time and, and I think that's why we've seen uh the, the big score lines in yeah. the other games. Yeah. And I think as well the VAR the VAR with the penalties and the, yeah. and the online goals, I mean the offside goals and all of that. I think that, that's only helped to see the 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 big score lines, yeah. What do you make? What do you think? Yeah.
1: So is the reason why we've seen. So, so I think the reason is, um, like you said, they're still uh, getting to understand certain patterns of play. A. Uh, B. The coaches are still trying to instill their their style of play, and uh, that's obviously struc- structure based. So because a lot of teams have not had a preseason. Uh, the coaches are reliant on individual brilliance yeah. which then allows the players to be a lot more free in their style of play so they don't really have to think about what they're going to do they go out there and play a lot of them are playing off the cuff and I think uh, that's testament to how we've seen so many hat-tricks in the beginning yeah. of uh, of the league and it's not because these guys don't have the ability it's just sometimes they get restricted with regards to how they must play and once teams Once teams and coaches are 2-0 up They feel like that's enough You know And uh, you find that they tweak the system uh, To a point where Guys don't really go out And uh, actually go for the games So with that being said Talking about killing the game we're now on extra time and uh, this week's extra time is all about Gavin Hunt and Kaiser Chiefs. What do you make about how what do you make of the appointment of Gavin Hunt at Kaiser Chiefs?
0: Uh, all I can say is that Abu Ilia You think so? I think so. I think the appointment of Gavin Hunt will, will help Kaiser Chiefs this season yeah. to at least challenge again. Yeah. For, for the PSL I think yeah. He comes into the team With a plethora of experience yeah. I mean This is one of the most uh, Successful coaches In the PSL Yeah Only behind Pito Musumani Yeah So I think He brings a lot of experience And he He has the know-how Of the league Yeah He's played in it He's, he's coached in it I think I I know he's yeah, coached He's, <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. coached it. So, yeah, yeah, I think this can only bode well for, for Kaiser Chiefs. And they have a new uh backroom staff. They have new assistant coaches. Yeah. You can tell me more about that. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: um the assistants that they've added, they've got uh Dylan Shepherd, and they've got uh, Arthur Zwane. So, with that being said, I think... This is a great appointment for KZ Chiefs. In um, my time of watching uh, the, the 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 PSL, I think this is the best coaching appointment I've seen. Um, I know that Pito has been bigger than um, Gavin Hunt. However, when he went to Sundowns, he came off uh, um, he came off a spell where he was with Bafana Bafana, which wasn't really successful, yeah. and he wasn't that big at that time. So. It, for Sundowns, it was a good signing, but this is the best coaching appointment I've ever seen. And um, with that being said, it's going to be interesting to see what the backroom staff are going to be able to add, because I feel that um, Kaizer Chiefs, for the longest of time, has struggled with regards to their structure. Yeah. And um, speaking of uh, Dylan Shepherd, he's uh, a player who himself was actually an assistant. To Gavin Hunt adverts, so he knows he knows football because he's played the game of football. Yeah. He's won trophies. He knows what it takes to play at the highest level, and uh, he knows Gavin Hunt as well. He knows Gavin's playing style exactly. And, what is expected and to from also add players. on to that, he's actually very good friends with Arthur Zwane mm. and um, in their time of learning the game, they've actually been on coaching courses in Europe together. So these are two guys who speak football on a regular basis. These are two guys who understand the game on the similar wavelength and um, they both know what it's like to have Kaiser Chiefs being the most dominant team by virtue of the fact that Dylan Shepard was always on the receiving end of those Kaiser Chiefs victories and uh, Arthur Zwane playing for Kaiser Chiefs you know he's won the trophies he's a Kaiser Chiefs legend he's a man who's coached in each and every single age group within the youth structures of Kaiser Chiefs and uh, Dylan Shepard has also coached um, in the development structures at WITS so they'll also be key in ensuring that the younger players come through the ranks. So it's going to be a very strong technical team. And I think it was important that they added those two assistant coaches.
0: Yeah, I think only time can tell whether or not this will be successful for, for Chiefs. Yeah. But I think I think it, it will be successful for Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah. yeah, But you know, I could play devil's
1: advocate and go on to say that I feel that... Um, they might, he might struggle as a coach. Why is that? And um, if I add that, if you look at the clubs that he's been at. He's been at Fitz and he's been at Supersport. These are clubs where he's had uh, a lot of control.
0: <laughs>
1: and now with the bigger teams, it has been reportedly spoken of that uh, coaches don't have as much control. Instead of them being managers, they're, they're just coaches, yeah. you know, whereas when you're able to manage the whole team, you're allowed to dictate which players that, which players you sign, you're allowed to dictate style of play, and you don't have the hierarchy of this club telling you telling, what telling you what to do, yeah. which players to bring through the system. Yeah. So on that note, I could argue against and say, maybe if he's not able to get that control that he's always had throughout his career, yeah. it could be, yeah, it could be a very interesting feature.
0: Yeah, I, man, there's nothing more I can say. I think it's a good move for Chiefs. Yeah. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So yeah. I, that's it for me. That's it for you. Yeah,
1: yeah. so it's just uh, in our true spirit of broadening conversations, we do lo- like to argue for and against uh, certain uh, notions and certain opinions. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting and uh, it's a great appointment. What follows next is to see if the they still have the transfer b- ban. Or if they'll be able to sign players. And if they do actually go on to sign players, uh, which players do you think they should be trying to get into their
0: team? Look, man, I think Chiefs needs to um, improve their, their defence. Yeah. Matoho. <laughs> uh, good. It's Chai. Hey, it's Chai for, for Matoho. He's been at the club for long enough yeah. I think he has to bounce. Yeah. As well as they, have, they don't have enough depth in the squad. Yeah. The players Definitely. that they do have, they don't play... And they haven't played under the managers that, that have been there. Um, yeah. Changase, yeah. Zulu, I think, at left back, hasn't yeah. played much. So either they get rid of the de- the, the, the deadwood and get fresh new players who, who are going to challenge in the first team. Yeah. And I think they can do that by getting some of the youth players, some of the academy players, yeah. who, who are looking bright in the, in the, in the MDC.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So
0: if you could sign
1: one player... This is a fantasy signing. One player for Keizer Chiefs within the league, which player would you sign? And you could sign... Anybody <laughs>
0: Someone's like Cristiano Ronaldo
1: <laughs> No they wouldn't Be able to afford him They'd have to sell The whole club <laughs> hey. For Cristiano
0: Yeah Ashman, <laughs> I think um, The Marisbeck uh, Defender I forgot his name now. Roushin Rus- Duruk Roushin Duruk So if you had One signing One fantasy signing Within the PSL You
1: sign Roushin Duruk Yeah when, why, when, not? why not When, when, when there's Mshishi Downs but would you want to come to the
0: to the no, team? No, no, no. But it's a fantasy signing. <laughs> for me, I'm it's looking at the best, signing. the best fit, the best fit for okay, for cool. Chiefs. For me, yeah. a player that would that yeah. would really help Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah. I think for me that would be uh, Rashin Durok.
1: Yeah. It'll be know,
0: a future. You know, somebody just made a comment and said that um, Shishi Shishi's old.
1: Yeah. But if you think about him, Shishi just had his best season. And if anything, I think is more or less
0: maturing. So if I had one fantasy but, what, signing, what if this is his prime? What if he's reached his prime and it decline. and it'll only decline from now? Well, plan.
1: he's had he's had he's been very consistent in the past two, three seasons. Yeah. So I, I'm you know, the thing is when it comes to age for me, yeah. I'm against the notion that once a player gets to 31, he's old. I mean, some of the players have performed at their best at 33, 34. So I still feel like he's still got three. Three to solid five years. Three solid years. Three to five years. I mean, uh, Shampo Kegane was actually given uh, a contract extension. A four-year contract ex- extension. extension. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? And this is a man who's, who's in his uh, mid-30s. Yeah. So I'm against that whole notion, you know. And I think... And the reason why I also say he's been the most consistent is because do you realize in the past three seasons of PSL football... He's always in and amongst the nominees for player of the year and midfielder of the
0: year. Yeah, top quality quality player for Sundowns and yeah. I think for the national team as well. Even though he hasn't been he hasn't played as often as we would like. Yeah. Maybe because of the managers. Yeah. But I think in the f- near future he he will play in, in Bafana Bafana.
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, with that being said, it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out at Naturana. And uh, I definitely do look forward to the season. And uh, I think that should be it for today's special episode, which was actually recorded
0: live at Indoor Soccer. Live from Hatfield Fives. Yeah, I think it's been a a good one. I enjoyed the conversation that we had. And I'm looking forward to the next one.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And uh, thank
1: you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Disky Vibes. Uh, we'd just like to apologize that uh, the episode has come out uh, a bit later than it usually does. We were experiencing a few technical difficulties. With that being said, I'm Liolo and I'm with my co-host, Chaba, and we're signing out. Ciao.